When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Light the Tower, your daily look around the world of sports with Hall of Fame broadcaster and voice of the Texas Longhorns, Craig Way and Horns 24-7 insider, Jeff Howe, on your live, local, and independent home for sports talk in Austin, The Horn. Hour number two of Light the Tower on The Horn. Jeff Howe, Craig Way, Cameron Parker. Where'd you run off to, Craig? Uh, I was uh, getting a, a little bit of a uh, a uh, primer from uh, from our man, DevCon Dave, uh, Dave Williams. We have some new modems because oh, okay. of what happened, you know, on uh, Friday when I was in Stillwater, Oklahoma, USA, and the modem had been... All of the modems have been accidentally disconnected. So what? In an effort to make good, the company was sending all new modems uh, to the radio station. Two thumbs so, up for that. Yeah, so he was giving me the once over. I was worried these... you might have had to go to the bathroom and experience what I did earlier in the show, which was... You just went in there and you smelled... Man. What? What? How did you describe it, uh, Cameron? It's a cleaned like up edition of it? Amber Crombie and Fitch made like a poop cologne. That's it, about that. It was someone... Went in the men's room up here on the fourth floor of the ARN compound. And created a biohazard? Just, I mean, they had to have just unleashed hell from their backside. Wow. It was, I mean, I shouldn't have to go in there just for a routine number one and to wash my hands and, like, gag the entire time. Yeah, yeah, right. So whoever did that, understand that I'm on the lookout for you to make sure you do not further contaminate Makes toilets me, here. Makes me think of Judge Smales. I want this whole area scoured and disinfected. Dare I say, I don't think we have another deuce gate on our hands, but oh, it, thank goodness. Could, could get into that room. Didn't need that. Uh, cleanup from hour number one includes... Uh, we, you realize our show was at the focal point of deuce gate, right? Yeah. Because Bucky and Aaron, their, their sniffers <clears throat> apparently weren't working whatsoever. Yeah, it took you discovering it. <laughs> um, uh, cleanup from hour number one includes... Our own Ty Henderson, who precedes Cam. As What's Tyrus up to? He wants to know that that story we had about the vertical ID, about yeah. the women in Canada and that thing. He said the vertical ID issue, his quote, happened to me at the Sugar Bowl, had to run across the stadium to find a vendor that would serve me. So wow. we know how important well, he, that, that I'm, is. I'm sure, Ty didn't call Ty. Any, I'm sure Ty didn't call anyone a rude-ass lady, though. No, probably didn't. Probably <laughs> probably did not do that. Somebody uh, loved your... Uh, your reference to the Zubaz pants. Yeah, man. Um, one, none other than Hardball Harge. Uh, Craig, uh, true or fake news, LSU team was not on the court during the playing of the national anthem. I don't know. I was doing the baseball game at the time. I can tell you this. Um, in a lot of the uh, basketball games that happened across the country, the anthem is played at about 11 on the clock, and most times the teams are not on the floor for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
So it it could well have been that sort of situation. Um, but it wouldn't be unusual, uh, Phil, if that is the case. Are, are, are you going to go in Kim Mulkey's locker room and tell her it's time to wrap it up and get to the court? Probably not. I, I don't want that yeah. job. Yeah. And if I do have that job, I ain't going to perform it. Right. Yeah. Uh, somebody said, guys, what are some good food spots to eat at between Austin and Amarillo? Jeez. You talk about a pretty wide swath of the country. <laughs> Forget Traveling the state. To... That's a... uh, it just depends Jeez. on the route that you're taking, really. All subs, get you a burrito. You can, Beef and bean burrito. You can go a little higher scale than that. You can go to Perini yeah, Ranch. But can you find something as delicious as a... You ever had a steak right there in Buffalo Gap at Perini Ranch? Have you ever had a fresh bean and beef burrito? Yes, I have. (laughs) Yes, I have. There you go. Uh, You need to hang your hat on the price on that, then, as opposed to, say, a steak from Perini Ranch uh, or, um, you know, some of the— In Buffalo Gap, huh? Hometown of one Colt McCoy. I was going to say, you think the McCoy family's ever dined at said steakhouse? Many times. They probably got Colt's picture on the wall in there, huh? It's a good place. It's a good place. So, uh, but I, I guess it would just depend on the route that you're taking on that. Um, somebody, uh, I can't read that. I'm, a, I'm not going to particularly read that. That's not good. That's not good. I'm not going to read that. You found that rather humorous. Well, because it's, I didn't know what you didn't want to read, and then when I read, it, I'm like, I looked okay, at it, I'm no like, wonder I was why like, you didn't want to read like, that. Yeah, borderline racist. And oh read man, that that's racist. Uh, yeah, yo. yeah. Somebody says uh, Longhorn in Lubbock says nothing in Lubbock. Hey, I disagree with What's you. What's that? Pan- 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 pancake, pancake House, house on pan- Avenue yeah. Q. There you go. And River Smith's is not bad for catfish, but isn't there some man. good Italian place in Lubbock? Well, I don't know about good or Orlando's is there, but <laughs> all right, forget the Italian place then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pancake. Craig, you want to sort this out? Somebody said I thought Colt was from Jim Ned. Jim Ned's the high school. Mm-hmm. He was from Buffalo Gap. Jim Ned, the high school, was in Tuscola, uh, but but Colt was actually from Buffalo Gap, population eighty nine. That's that's um, the kids. Jim Ned High School is a is more of a rural regional high school. So, yes, he played at Jim Ned, but he was from Buffalo. It's kind of, it's kind of like Florence is you serve various outposts. Yeah, if you you and ice, right? Yeah. And Ding Dong? And Ding Dong. The yeah. the Ding Dong kids go there? Yeah. Okay. What Ding Dong kids there are would would go <laughs> there. Did you know any kids from Ding Dong? Yeah, Triple Seven Estates is right right there. So, okay. Yeah, so that's technically spent, within Yeah, spent many a time. Uh, many a summer day in Ding Dong, Texas. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, you got to go through Ding Dong, Craig, to get to the Clean Mall. Back in the day, where we used to hang out. How about a friend uh, moving Alden, who moved me back during the summer in Georgetown? Said Jeff, I had the Allsup's burrito on the way to Rio Doso a couple of weeks. Hell ago. Yes. pretty good. Hell yes, pretty good. Uh, man, if you get them, you, you know they're good any 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 way you get them. But man, you get them fresh right out. Right how about out the, this right one? Out the grease. Took my Boston-born girlfriend to Amarillo at Christmas. She enjoyed her first also. That's what I'm talking about. Immensely. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, somebody else offering green chili willies in Amarillo for the best chicken fried steak. Lawakey Steakhouse. It's a great if you're going up that. Now you know Lawakey. The steakhouse moved out of Lawakey. It's not in Lawakey anymore. It's in Rowena. So you're getting it's on Highway 67 north of San Angelo. Between San Angelo and Ballinger. How, so, how far off the beaten path is Mary's? 
Uh, it is. He, he, yeah. he, he wouldn't be going up be that going way. way up there, Mary's and okay. Strawn. Mary's Cafe and Strawn. Yeah. For the largest chicken fried steak you would put down. I, I personally feel like better chicken fried steak is at Jake and Dorothy's in Stephenville, but but it's a gigantic hunk of uh, chicken fried meat there at uh, Mary's Cafe in Strawn. Some, Woodworkers says Green Chili Willies is awesome. Taco Villa in Lubbock. Yeah, I did that last time when I was out there. Uh, Taco Villa, if you're going through there. So uh, the beef tenderloin can't be beaten from Perini Ranch, says Nick in San Angelo. He knows. Catfish Corner in Abilene. Have to get off and go to the middle of town. See, there's some other ones there for you if you're on your way up there. And so there you go. Uh, and then, of course, a lot of people like to go to the Big Texan when they get to Amarillo. Try to see if they can eat that 72-ounce steak in an hour and do that. I have a feeling Cameron might be able to give that a run for its money. You could pack away the groceries when you need to, can't yeah. you? You uh-huh. think you could eat the 72-ounce steak in an hour? I think so. With the salad and the I think so. potato and the yeah. bread? You could do that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think he could. <laughs> Jeff, don't you think so? Probably. I, I was trying Jeff to think. Do it. You, you, you mentioned chicken fried steak, and I was trying to think of the yeah. deal at uh, George's in Waco. Another yep. good chicken fried steak. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they. One. I don't think they do the double anymore. I yeah. think the last time my brother went there, he was pretty upset that George's doesn't do the double anymore. Oh yeah, he so wanted I, the double. So I think he just ordered. I think he might have just ordered like two two meals <laughs> okay. to, to, okay. to suffice him to. Uh, CB does say the Threadgills used to have the great chicken fried steak. They did, and a great chicken fried chicken too, like DZ or Dairy Queen. Um. My my late wife, Laurie, loved their pecan crusted chicken. Have that and maybe get a good spinach casserole. Hey, I'll tell you what, uh good you want to support a good local business, nice yeah. local eatery. So uh before the daddy daughter dance on Saturday, I took Charlotte yeah. down to San Marcos. I was like, We'll take her like somewhere good to eat, which is you know, for a five year old, like she'd be sure. fine with Chick fil A. Well, we went down to the root cellar in San Marcos, and I've, I haven't been I've there. I've seen that. It I've never been. Pre-COVID, very, very pre-COVID was the last time I went there. Really? But I had the, uh, I'm trying to see if I can get this right, the bourbon pecan chicken with potatoes and green beans. Yeah? Excellent. <coughs> so if you're in, in the thriving San Marcos metropolis, the bourbon pecan chicken at the root cellar. There you go. There's a recommendation for you. Uh, Somebody else said, my senior year, we lost to Case McCoy at Graham in the quarterfinals. We'd played Jackson Chipley the week before. There were Brownwood uh, there. Another vote for the Green Chili Willie. Have to remember that. D.C. Horn says, hey, DQ. (laughs) Kind of hard to go wrong with the DQ. I mean, steak fingers are pretty solid. Hey, have you had their new dip cone yet? I love when you get the futon. The churro dip cone? No. Yeah, you get the churro dip cone. Well, there is a there is a DQ in the metropolis of Georgetown. There so is. I may have to. Uh, may have to. Is it uh, still right up there off Williams Drive. Yep. Yeah. Same. Same one there. Uh, Cameron, are you all about the the <clears throat> churro dip cone? Do you like churros? Yeah, I haven't had the dip cone. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a frequent customer at DQ. I, I'm not either, but that's worth it. Okay. Yeah. The last time I went to DQ was when they did the uh, orange dreamsicle dip cone. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Last time I had DQ, I was in Cameron outside of Cameron Yo mm-hmm. Gymnasium. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Some steak fingers. I think so. Kind of hard yeah. to go wrong with the steak finger or the dude. What's the, the dude chicken, again? That's the chicken fried steak sandwich. Oh okay. Yeah. The DQ dude. Uh, dude abides. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, loyal Longhorn fan says been in Austin twenty three years, but from Lubbock. Got to offend Orlando's Italian. Legit good comfort Italian food. I will agree with you on that. 
also my good friend growing up opened the Nicolette a few years ago in Lubbock and was a James Beard finalist last year. Okay. Is it good. bad is it bad that like you know, if I'm craving Italian food like Olive Garden will suffice? No. No. Okay. No. It's just it just depends on how much you're craving and what exactly you're wanting to get. I mean you can't you know <laughs> Can't go wrong with the soup, salad, and breadsticks. Nope. You know what I'm saying? That's what a, a lot of people yeah. like. Chicken Alfredo. Woo! Yeah. Uh, then uh, somebody else says, Sotolax with a chicken fried bacon. For those, it's, it's like when Drew Carey said one time about the people who get, ah, now at Denny's you can get that hot dog with the bacon bits and the chili cheese. For folks who really don't care anymore, you know? <laughs> It's kind of like that with the chicken fried bacon, I suppose. I had that Italian place in New York, Craig. I texted you a picture of that big, huge chicken parm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, it was good. I had to take half it home. Yeah, uh, somebody wants you to know that the root cellar is good, but the pork chop at Palmer's. Oh yeah, por- Palmer's is Palmer's is Palmer's. Uh, right there. So if you're going down Hopkins, like you're yeah. going, you go past downtown square. There's a gas station off to your right. Like there's a Shipley's Donut. I think it's like Moore Street. You make a right right there, and it's yep. right there on the corner. Uh, DC not Horn- that far from campus. DC Horn uh, offers up the Blue Bonnet Cafe at Marble Falls. Of course, that'd be pretty early in the drive if you're going from here yeah. up to Amarillo. But man, you get there at Pie Happy Hour. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. ATX James says Olive Garden is acceptable because it's decent enough and you get your money's worth. And somebody else says Skeets in Abilene, pretty legit chicken fry. Says oh, N- Nick said that. Uh, Henry's in San Angelo. I've eaten at Henry's. Uh, great chicken fried serve with the yellow cream gravy. Yep. Uh, when I had kids going to uh, Angelo State, uh, CB misses the steak fingers. He says, we don't have them up here at the Dairy Queen. We have cheese curds. I'm there. Cheese curds are good, but it's not the same thing, obviously. Uh, is it Beecher's Cheese, I think, is what they have in the Pacific Northwest that's yeah. pretty damn awesome. Uh, bakery on the Square in Slayton, going up Highway 84. The Chili at Holly's and Post. Get cheese curds. Both are good there. Cheese, uh, cheese sticks. And Beaver Lance Jason says, I love DQ, but I miss the butterscotch dip cone and the twice-a-year limited-time pepper jack cheese-flavored steak fingers. Well, that's a highway. And Sal, Sal's laughing at my Olive Garden comment. Yeah. You, know, you know why I, I love the Olive Garden comment? Craig, you went through this you know, with, with young kids. Yeah. You find a place to eat. Uh, we asked Charlotte one night, we're like, Bug, where, where do you want to go for dinner? She goes, I want, said, I want Olive Garden. We're like, okay, that's really random. Why do you want Olive Garden? She's like, breadsticks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, what else do you want? I want breadsticks. Breadsticks. Right, but you have to have like food with your breadsticks. I want breadsticks. When in doubt with a kid, you can go with spaghetti. You know, so you yeah, it's like you have to eat X amount of spaghetti to get another breadstick. All right, so, so tell me about the tap room in San Diego. Oh, Marcus. man, awesome burgers. Okay, because somebody's offering awesome up burgers. that one. Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't had a burger from the tap room in a minute, but the mushroom Swiss burger okay. was my go-to there back in the day. All right, so there's some offerings there for our driver going up to uh, – Somebody else said, uh, and of shout course, out. lots of adult beverages on tap. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, shout out to San Angelo. Was uh, just there over the weekend for the rodeo. Yeah, it's a good town, San Angelo. Angelo Coaches Clinic coming up this summer. Get you some Fuentes while you're there. Get that that place. I don't they've released Somebody said, is Zentner's daughter still open in San Angelo? As far as I know it is. They haven't talked about that. So... Uh, Somebody said, y'all talk about Tom Holiday's grudge announcing. I heard some stuff about that. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't hear it. I was doing my own game, and I talked to TH some. And a lot of Longhorn fans are really angry about how he, his his commentary on some of the stuff. It was like, who is this guy? And I was like, well, he was your pitching coach for the 2005 National Champions. Yeah. That's who that guy is. Yeah. Uh, but, again, 
I'm not going to wade into it, Jeff. I'm not. But this kind of sidles up next to our long, drawn-out conversation about ESPN Plus and Longhorn Network and what you're seeing and what you're getting. I will only tell you this. If you're watching the Longhorns play at, say, Oklahoma State, and it's on ESPN Plus, you are not getting ESPN announcers assigned from Bristol. Right. You're getting people employed either by their university or... Or in this case, Dave Hunziker, who's the play-by-play voice of the Oklahoma State Cowboys football and men's basketball, and he does their their home baseball games. Learfield is supplying those, and Tom Holliday is the analyst on that. You're going to get it from the commentary from their perspective. It's just that's how it is everywhere. I'm, I'm convinced, Craig. This is a this is a battle we're going to lose. <laughs> Try to explain this. You're saying we should just like peace out until Texas is in the SEC I'm and then saying, have renewed commentary at that point. On I'm saying this? we're just we're just pushing that boulder up the hill at this point. That's all we're doing. Try to I try to explain it. Try to explain it. And folks are still angry and upset when they hear this. You're not going to get neutral party broadcast announcers on plus on plus. It's not going to happen. You're going to get the ones that are supplied by either the university or the multimedia department or the athletic department or the radio or and or television network from the university. It's that simple. So you shouldn't be shocked if you're getting someone's perspective coming from that team's point of view. That's just how that is. Yeah. All right. Coming up, we do have a Longhorn Notebook. Get us some football. Finally. We'll get to some football notes. That's next when we continue with Light the Tower on the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM twelve sixty. We're live local and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Craig Way and Jeff Howe light the tower. Georgia. Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind. This is like the Tower on the Horn, and it's at this point that we normally expect to hear Jim Nance go, hello friends. Here in the Tower at 18 at Augusta National. So he's done with the NCAA tournament after tonight. Tonight is his final NCAA Final Four National Championship game. He's, he's still going to do the Masters, though, right? Still doing the Masters and the NFL. Okay. Just just relinquishing um, the NCAA Iron tournament. Eagle taking over for him on college hoops? Yes. Iron Eagle. The great Iron Eagle. I think he's outstanding. Uh, so he, he will be the one stepping in. Bird, as they know him. Uh Voice of the Brooklyn Nets on their telecast as well. Um, and does a lot of NFL on CBS also. So, yeah, the Masters, it is Masters Week. Uh, before we get to our Longhorn Notebook, we do need to bring you our Flex 30 updates. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Okay, I have to admit, on a frustrating Friday morning in Stillwater when the uh, the modems weren't working and we couldn't broadcast from up there, I listened to, to you guys a lot during the show, and I was 
at that point running out to get some coffee. I needed some at that point, but I was listening, and and I and I got a giggle when you got to the uh, the Flex Thirty update when you were you were asking Cam about his pronunciation of burn. Oh, burn it, yeah, yeah, and and uh, because and I agree with you, Jeff. You didn't quite go all Burnett. He caught himself. You kind of oh. caught yourself a little bit doing it. But you made me laugh because it made me think of Dennis Franchoni when he was talking about Stephen McGee. And he goes, because somebody had said Burnett, and he goes, it's burn it, darn it, learn it. Just like what you said. That's Dude, that's the old thing. It's burn it, darn it, learn it. have a reference on today's show. But yeah, there it was. Us, I, I heard him say it. It's burn it, darn it, learn it. But Burnett was part of the, the soccer playoffs that were going on over the weekend, were they not? They did, but they did not advance out of uh, this last round. So they, they fell uh, a great season for Burnett and also Marble Falls. They dropped in the regional quarterfinals. How about Austin achieve the Polar Bears? How about those Polar Bears? The Polar Bears. They reached the regional semifinals and some quick other scores from the weekend. Um, how about the Round Rock Dragons, the girls' soccer team, knocking off Dripping Springs? Now, Dripping Springs talked about it. They had a player named Ellie Hodson who was going to join the USA U16 national yeah. team go to France. Well, she decided to stay with Drip, but unfortunately, Dripping Springs lost in extra time to Round Rock, a great game. So, Round Rock on to the regional semifinals. And then also, Round Rock Westwood as well. They finally beat Vandergrift. That's been a really a big rivalry the last like three or four years between Westwood and Vandergrift. So, Westwood on to the regional semifinals along with Round Rock on the girls' side. And then in the 5A side of Leander. They beat Canyon to the nothing. Georgetown beat Magnolia West 2-1. So Leander in Georgetown representing the Central Texas area in the girls 5A. And in the boys' side, Dripping Springs, the boys, they did win. They beat Stony Point yesterday in the 6A. Rouse beat Leander. So a couple good teams. And also Pflugerville Connolly in beating uh, Laza, Liberal Arts and Science Academy. So, okay. so far as we reach the regional uh, semifinals, a good showing from the Centex area for soccer. All right. So there it is. There's your... Uh Flex 30 update. Uh, time now for our Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. And you have football notes. Yeah, scrimmage over the weekend. Yep. Uh, just a couple of tidbits. we got some of these up at Horns 24-7. You can go to the site and uh, get some more content up there. I'll have some some thoughts. And actually, uh, my man Mike Roach, no stampede this week. Uh, you know, Mike's been dealing with you know the new baby and yeah. everything. So, uh, again, can't state enough congrats to he and his wife. Uh, on their adoption, but uh, Mike's been busy and Hudson's been busy, so no stampede. But there is an article on one of the top prospects, one of the top targets on the board for Texas in 2024, one of the top prospects in the state, Colin Simmons, the defensive end from Duncanville. So there's a uh, he recently made a visit to Texas, so Mike has a, a report up on that. But uh, we also got some scrimmage tidbits. I think the interesting thing, Craig. And again, this goes back to people, the, the national narrative that, oh, man, Ar- Arch Manning's going to push Quinn Ewers. Arch Manning's going to push Quinn Ewers. This is a quarterback battle. Well, actually, Arch Manning's running third right now because mm-hmm. you got Quinn Ewers running with the ones and what was described as a pretty, I don't know, maybe boring in the best way possible. Not the script. Scrimmage, yeah, for Quinn Ewers. Just not no, not, no mistakes and just kind of a good, steady scrimmage for him. Functional. It's good. Functional is a good word. I like that. Uh, Malik Murphy running with the twos and Arch with the threes. So, I th- and that's not a bad thing. That shouldn't be a knock on where Arch is in terms of development or kind of anything else. It's just Malik Murphy's been there longer, and now that he's healthy, there's a reason why Sark has been high on him 
the entire time, pretty much since he signed, since he's been able to speak about him publicly. And we know from our conversations with Mike and, and what we've been able to gather behind the scenes, Sark has been high on Malik Murphy for a long time. So it seems like you've got a pretty good competition at the very least for that number two spot. And if you come out, if you come out of this with three quarterbacks you feel good about coming out of the spring, and if Malik Murphy's your backup, you know Arch isn't going anywhere. And Quinn's your starter. Right. If you can go in to, to the fall with three scholarship quarterbacks you feel really good about, that is an absolute best-case scenario in the era of the transfer portal. So just keep an eye on that progress being made in that quarterback room right now. Uh, what's interesting with the offensive line is one group I want to point out. The first-team O-line seems to be doing really well. Uh, at this point, and, and they should because you know DJ Campbell got a little bit of run with that group last year, so you figure everybody else is back. They, they should the, the the cohesion, the communication, the rapport. It should be there for that group. I think there are some guys with the twos that are starting to step up and play well. Keep hearing a lot of good things about Cam Williams, uh, Nato Amezulu. Uh, there's some guys individually that Malik Ogbo's name has been mentioned quite a bit this spring, but I think as a unit, as a whole. And I think this goes back to more of your defensive line depth. As a whole in scrimmage situations, maybe that second group, there's a noticeable drop-off with the first group, but I think that's because it's more of what the hole looks like, especially compared to the D-line they're going against. But you've got some pieces in that second group that I think are starting to establish themselves as guys that maybe Sark and Kyle Flood can count on. Uh, Cedric Baxter was described as you know, being a shifty runner, but you know it's it's – been kind of a spring where Jonathan Brooks hasn't had to have a lot of contact, especially coming right. off the hernia surgery. So it's been a lot of run for Cedric Baxter. It's been a lot of run for Jaden Blue. Uh, those two guys are getting all the work they can handle. Go over to defense again, Craig David Benda, maybe the maybe the John Harris of this team. What he I like con- that that comp you yeah, made there. What he continues to do, uh, defensive line depth continues to be a strength. Hearing Ethan Burke's name a little bit more, and I, I think I think there's still. And we saw this last year, like in game situations, and I think it's it's not a bad thing that you're still kind of hearing about it, but probably a better pass rusher right now than he is a run defender, but that doesn't mean he won't be able to help you. He can still help you, even though he's still working on being a really good run defender and really rounding his game in whole. Because, yeah, we talk about Justice Finkley might be the number one guy opposite of Baron Sorrell. You're still going to need two or three more guys to roll through there for depth at those edge positions. Talked a lot about the defensive line, and I think in the secondary, just the fact that you're able to manufacture depth. You know, Gavin Holmes has played corner, and he's been at star. Austin Jordan has played corner, and he's been at star. We know Jaday Barron has played both. We know Keaton Crawford's been at corner and safety. Just to be able, the fact that you're able to manufacture depth, and now you're starting to hear about guys like Gavin Holmes and Austin Jordan, and those guys making plays, making their presence felt, along with the Ryan Watts, a Terrence Brooks. We've heard about Keaton Crawford. So I think you're really starting to see the two deep take shape as we get closer to the spring game coming up in less than two weeks. So nothing really wild, outlandish from the scrimmage, but the guys that I think really need to start taking steps forward for this team to get to where it wants to be, you're starting to see those steps being made. And that's what Sark wants us to see is this steady progress of the of the group all the way up through for sure. uh, the rest of the spring ball and kind of finishing with a crescendo, if you will, by the time they get to the spring game in a couple of weeks. But I think, you know, of guys that I'm excited to watch during the spring game, I think those two young running backs, mm-hmm. Jaden Blue and C.J. Baxter, Malik Murphy, 
I want to see what this David Benda product looks like mm-hmm. right now. And then I think it's those edge guys. I mean, if it's Ethan Burke, if it's Justice Finkley, if you realize, hey, maybe they got four or five guys that they can roll through there, just the, the bodies there. I'm, I may be higher on the secondary than some people. I know Rod and I talked about it on the Blitz recently, and, of course, Rod's going to look through the secondary with more of a critical eye than I will. But I think, I think the secondary's got a chance to be better than last year's group, which is saying a lot. That group last year was good. And, look, when you play as much man coverage as Texas plays – that doesn't mean guys are immune to giving up plays, right? When you play as much man coverage as they do, you're going to give up plays. But if you can get a secondary that can balance out the plays they give up with plays they make and start to make more plays on the ball and start to get force more turnovers, now you're getting to a place where that stuff starts to even out, and then you're talking about a secondary that's you know, uh, as good as you could hope for for a secondary in football today. All right. There's a uh, Longhorn Notebook. The Specs text line is open three three seven three seven seven six. You got any football questions? Yeah, uh, Longhorn Bear. Let's let's uh, put your mind at ease. You said no Masters golf contest on the horn. Always look forward to that. Keep looking forward to it. It's coming. I think it'll be back on tomorrow. They're finishing the All Stat Bracket Challenge tonight. Yeah, so it, it'll happen. It, it'll happen. Locksmith Alex, our friend, says I can understand a home cook broadcast. This is about the whole ESPN <laughs> Plus thing, and even expect that in these situations. Some of the stuff coming out of Tom Holiday's mouth was absolutely ludicrous. Bias or no bias, to claim that a catcher is supposed to give the runner part of the plate when he clearly has the ball well in advance of the runner getting there, or fielder's interference with a runner from first to second when the play carried him into the path of the runner and he had the ball in his glove when contact was made. And again, I didn't hear Tom's call, but they were pretty obvious calls to me that if you've got the ball in your hand and you're turning, you do not have to give a runner, uh, a path to the plate. And uh, in the case of Jack O'Dowd fielding that ground ball on that big double play, that was the right call. The umpires did gather together and all that, but uh, it was the right call. He he fielded it, and there was the collision there, but he's making the tag on the collision, throws to first. So, And, and Tom Holland, he backtracked a little bit on the Gilmet stuff. Did he? It's like he spoke before he really thought that one through. Okay. Uh, here's a question. That's what I felt like, anyway. Uh, football-related question. How many freshmen are already on campus? How many freshmen will be showing up during the summer? Uh, sorry, I just hit my microphone with my hand. Uh, you've got 13, I think, on campus mm-hmm. right now. Uh, actually, I can give you the list of guys that are here, and if you want me to run them down real quick, I can. Uh, if the Internet in the building will okay. cooperate, just give me a second. Nice comment. Somebody uh, said that basketball season taught me anything, whether it's ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, any other – platform best to mute and listen to us on the app uh appreciate that all right you ready craig i I got this list right here all right so here's your enrollees these are the freshmen you can look forward to seeing during the spring game arch manning anthony hill cj baxter jonte cook manny muhammad deandre moore colton vosick darren gillette who you will not see because he's still recovering from an acl tear as a senior Jaden chapman all flex selection Jaden chapman by the way sadir mitchell leongo lafau peyton kirkland connor stroh and Andre Kojo. So there's 14 true freshmen on campus right now. The guys that will get here during the summer, you've got Derek Williams, Ryan Niblett, Jelani McDonald, uh, Celia Connor, Warren Roberson, Samaji Burrell, Trevor Goosby, Trey Wisner, Billy Walton, Spencer Shannon, and Will Randall. So that's 11 coming in uh, for this, this summer. And Will Randall's one of those guys, too, in that Darren Collette group. You won't probably won't see any of Will Randall this year recovering from, a, from an ACL tear. So there it is, running down uh, the numbers. You, you saw a lot of quite a few of these guys, Greg. The, the guys will be here during the summer. Sure did. It was all ringing a bell on that. Um, 
our um, our friend Nick and San Angelo and others have weighed in to say Zentner's daughter has been closed. Uh, somebody said for years now, Nick lives in San Angelo. He says it's a couple of years it's it's been out. He says Franco's in San Angelo has a very good Tex-Mex there. For those of you, the, the guy that was wanting to know about uh, places to eat on the way on that drive up uh, to uh, Amarillo uh, as well. <laughs> Nate says, we're not angry anymore. We're thinking about Dairy Queen. Uh, so, so that's a, a good way uh, to describe it. As well. Um, hey, also want to remind you that Coke Fest 2023 is on sale right now. The tickets are underway at Adam Game Park, formerly Hutto Park at Brushy Creek. And uh, the lineup, Friday, August 4th, you got Whiskey Myers, Sammy Kershaw, William Clark Green, Caitlin Butts and the Weathered Souls. And then on Saturday, August 5th, John Party, Riley Green, Colby Cooper, Kevin Fowler, Treaty Oak Revival, Jacob Stelly, and Juliana Rankin. So you can visit CokeFest.com for details and also to purchase those tickets because the CokeFest tickets are on sale now. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's edition of Light the Tower here on the Horn, 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. A couple other uh, late submissions there for that guy driving North Amarillo. Western Sky on North Chadburn and San Angelo. Some of the best chicken fried steaks there. Uh, Longhorn and Lubbock likes Bells and Abilene for Chicken Broadway. That's another vote for that. Armentis in San Angelo. And, uh, again, somebody else uh, for uh, Franco's as well. Uh are we all in agreement, UConn tonight, national championship? Yeah, and thank uh, thank you for your update, Craig. Some some poor soul had to go into the men's bathroom and at least uh, freshened it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm glad that fortunately happened. I'm glad you, man. Uh, just be thankful you didn't walk into what I did. Yeah, I am. Count your lucky stars, sir. <laughs> we'll be back with you. Singe your nose hairs. <laughs> Stay tuned. Chad and say you're up next. For our man behind the glass, our producer, Cameron Parker. From a co-host, Jeff Howe. I'm Craig Way. We thank you for joining us. I invite you to stay tuned for Chad and Zay. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock right here on Light the Tower.